mute myself. Oh, movie talk Hello. about us. Hello. Yeah, that. Movie talk about us. Yeah, that's the one. How's it going? Oh, yeah, right. That's good. How, how, how are you going? Oh, a little guilty. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, why are you guilty? Oh, you know. Supposed to be on a diet, but I, I had some eggs the other day. Wait, you're on a diet? A Cadbury. seafood diet? Cadbury. <laughs> Get it? Yeah, you saw chocolate and you. Because Easter happened. Oh, yeah. Man. How was your Easter? Was it good? Uneventful. Okay. But I watched a lot of movies. My um brother came from a different town and stayed with us for close to a week. It was good times. Yeah, that's cool. Nice. What's the theme of today? That uh... Easter. Oh yeah, Easter's the theme. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it was Easter holiday, so we made it Easter. Remember? That's it. Easter twenty twenty two. Yeah. Oh, you know this is years. Yep. That's how I know my age. I just get the year and then plus a few numbers that I was born before 2000. Like, I keep forgetting oh, yeah. I have to do the maths every time. I just add 10 years to it and that's fine. Oh, yeah. Cool. I um, the same thing, add a few years. So, we watched Hop and Watership Down. Yep. Yeah, why'd we do that instead of picking some Gospels religious thing? Because it had rabbits in Why it? Why would we watch religious stuff? I mean, like, I understand Easter's based around religion, but at the same time, I've had enough religion from the past week. Yeah, I've watched, like, a- three religious movies. I watched, oh, like... Well, there was Passion of the Christ, Mel Gibson. I watched yeah. Last Temptation, and then Life of Brian. So I thought, I've seen enough crucifixions in the last week, I'm going to go with rabbit movies. I mean, month. Yeah. Hop and Mortarship Down. Yeah. It's well, before we get into that, you had yes. bonuses, no doubt. Well, actually, I had a topic first because um, oh. a, person I, a person I talk to a lot on Letterboxd, um, they haven't seen 17 again. And they said if I talked about Iron Man 2 a little bit, they'd watch 17 again. Oh. Even... Yeah. Have you wait, seen it? Wait, so they listen to the podcast then? I think so. Wait, wait, wait. We've seen what? Iron Man 2 or 17 again? Have you seen Iron Man 2? Yeah, years ago. Yeah. I don't really remember it, but okay. Hmm, okay. Well, I revisited it recently, actually, a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah? Yep. Iron Man 2. I don't know. It's okay. It's really a product it, of his time, really. It's like 10 what? years ago, she was... Does it Elon Musk? He pops up in it. Wait, actually? Yeah. Oh, wow. He's like, hey, Tony Stark, i got an idea for an electric plane. And he's like, cool, bro. <sighs> I don't know. Holy shit, I'm going to have to rewatch it. Is that why um, you're made on Letterbox? Highly regards Iron Man 2 because he loves Elon Musk. Um, 
I don't know, he's got like a strange fascination with it. It's like Iron Man 2 is their blast fighter, you know? Oh, yeah, true. Is it like low rating, like 2 out of 10, like blast fighter? Well, blast fighter is a 3. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 3 out of 10. What is your it's rating like... for blast fighter? Huh? Oh, What's the your average... rating for... The average on Letterboxd for Blast Fighter is like a 6 out of 10. Yeah, but what's your rating for Blast Fighter? Oh, big fat bias 10. Oh, yeah. Oh, non, nice. A non-biased 3 or 4. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's hard to talk about Iron Man 2 because it's kind of average and shitty. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, but now he has to watch 17 again. There you go. All right. Oh, because you just spoke about it. Is that all you're going to talk about, Iron Man 2? I don't know how that was supposed to go. I don't know. Are you going to give it a rating and stuff? I already gave it a six. Like, I talked about it weeks ago. Oh, yeah, That's one you of the did bonuses. too. Well, you already spoke about it. You should have already seen Iron Man, uh, 17 again then. Yeah, I just, just wanted to watch 17 again. I just want more people to watch 17 again. All right. There's a bit in 17 again where his daughter has a crush on the younger version of himself, right? And she's coming oh, She's coming on to him. And he's like, well, no, but he also doesn't want her to find out that he's her dad. But then she's like, oh, that's why you don't like me like that because your jeans are so tight all the time, you must be gay. And then, so now he has a free out of the situation. He could just say that he's gay, pretend to be gay, so that none of these underage people will be, you know, wanting to have sex with them, right? But he, yeah. he, he then he just says, no, what the hell? That's for, yeah, I'm not gay. So he'd rather he'd rather his daughter come on to him than have people think he's gay. And wow. What would you do? I'd just pretend to be gay so that my daughter wouldn't be trying to fuck me. Wait, so he's the father of this girl, but he goes back to his younger self? Yes. Okay. Have you seen 17 again, Jess? You should. Uh, maybe. I've seen a lot of movies that either they swap bodies or they go younger again. I don't know. It's been years since I've actually seen one, though. Mm. Well, there you go. I watched it yeah. like 20 times when I was younger, around that age. If oh, it yeah. was on TV, I'd just watch it whether it was good or not. I didn't get yeah, it. Yeah, okay. That's how your movie addiction started. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a fun little discussion, wasn't it, Jason? Let's get into the bonuses. All right, let's get into your bonuses. I Did you have any, any bonuses? Yeah, no. None. Oh. no. I've been busy. <laughs> Shit. Well, first I watched La Notte, that Italian one, that... Monty yep. Python told me to watch at the end of the credits of Life and Brian. Yep. It was really good. 10 out of 10. I ended up putting in my list of 10s that deserve their 10s. It's, um, I don't know. It's about these two characters that are married. The, there's like the first half and the second half. The first half, there's like, it's just them going about their day. And there's lots of shots of just infrastructure and stuff around 1961 when the movie came out a lot of the old um old more interesting architecture sort of being replaced by boxy more organized 
modern architecture. Oh, okay. Sort of taking over. And some of the old architecture is still there. They're used with some of it's like dilapidated or abandoned. And it's just new but more but less interesting sorts type um, style popping up or taking over. And that's like a it's kind of parallels or sort of it's like a what is the word? It's like an allegory for their own relationship together and how disillusioned they are after yeah these years. Okay. And so then the second half is them going to this party and he meets this girl who's played by Monica Vitti, Italian actress, who mm-hmm. actually died died this year in February. But she's Oh no. He's infatuated with her, but he's married, and so that's there's some drama there. Wait, how old is this movie? Nineteen sixty one. Oh, okay, so she was pretty old then. Yeah, she was like twenty something when this movie came out, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah, mm. she'd be like eighty or something like that. Yeah. She was in some good stuff. Very pretty too. But like the party happens. Um, I don't know how to explain the whole thing, but the ending where, um, the dude and his wife are walking away, the dude's played by Marcello Mastrio, holy shit, Marcello Mastro, fucking hell, Mastroianni, (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck are you trying to say? I'm trying to say his name. Oh, okay. But he's in stuff and he's really good. He's really good in this movie too. And Jean Moreau is his wife. Just good performances. It's like a really well shot movie. The ending is just like extremely sad. But I don't know how to explain it. But it's just like him and his wife walking away from the party. And then... There you go. I won't, I won't say anything else about it, but it was really good. Okay. Then I watched Big Bug right after. Oh, fuck. Here we go. Wait, how many... Um... Bonuses did you have? Ten last week. Ten. The three of Jeez, them. You're going good. Three of them I'll like talk about as one because they're all the same director who I'm binging near. Oh okay. So anyway, big bug. Big bug. Yeah, this is a piece of shit. I gave it three out of ten. Oh my! You gave it a three? Well, I didn't hate it as much as you guys. It's better than fucking oh. cuties and shit. Well, I didn't rate cuties, so it's still better than cuties. Because like at my least yeah. At least this thing is really weird and has, like, I know it's kind of colourful, but it's just shit. It, like, it felt like a Robert Rodriguez kids movie, like Spy Kids or Shorts or, like, Shark Boy and Love Girl. It just yeah. had that look, but it was French. And okay. it was really cringe. And, like, the guy and the girl are talking at the start of the movie. And then he'll say some fucking bullshit and then the robot girl with the blonde hair will turn and look at the camera funny and some CGI will pop up on the screen and be like, erection, 100%. And um, oh, oh my God, such a lazy joke. And they did it like three or four times. And then, then there was a joke at the end where they're like, oh, COVID-50. <laughs> yeah, because it's supposed to be in the future. Yeah. Based in the future. <clears throat> so yeah, thanks a lot for finding this one, Jess. And 
that's Netflix. I went, I was lazy mode and I was going through the movies and I was like, I want, I'm in a weird mood. Yeah, and then I gave you an actual good suggestion and you were like, oh, no, yeah, big bug. No, I didn't want to watch something good. You didn't want, Because okay. I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. Well, that's fair. I've had a lot of good movies this week, so I need to watch some shit ones. Yeah. I'm glad Big Bug has reset your taste. Yep, so next, um, I was forced to re-watch Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Mm. Um, five out of ten. Just kind of average. Five out of ten. Okay. Yep. It's just a little bit better than one and two of the prequel trilogy. Um, there was some cool stuff, like the the opening space battle and that rescue. Mm, good um, old CGI. General Grievous was kind of cool. Not kind of cool. His character looked awesome. Four arms, fucking yeah, stolen. He's the closest thing to a, a spider droid. So, like, that that I can think of. Yeah, so I think he's, he, like, he the leader... I think he's, like, the leader of the Separatists or something, or, like, the boss guy of those flimsy droids that just get killed by Jedis all the time. Yeah, so those, those droids, those robots that just are the least dangerous things. They're like, have guns and they're less dangerous than fucking pieces of Lego on the ground and Jedis just go through them. Their leader is, looks as cool as Grievous. And I'm like, wow, how's that possible? So, mm. but then they make up for it with the fact that Grievous just runs away all the time without, you know, just avoiding fights and stuff. Well, what's your theory on Grievous holding lightsabers? They're all lightsabers that he stole from Jedi. Yeah, but usually mainly force work people can use lightsabers. Well, oh, yeah, only woke people? No, it's the crystals inside. Work. It's the crystals inside the lightsabers that make them work, isn't it? Mm, yeah. The Jedi... Yeah. The Jedi I just thought, get like, the you crystals. Can it properly. I don't know. No, the Jedi, they get the crystals and they put it in the lightsaber. I don't know if they... I think the Jedi people make it or something. But the yeah, Sith... Yeah, they make it they, in the temples. Yeah. The Sith will take the good guy gems and corrupt them. And that's why those ones turn red. Okay. That's what happens. Your there. dog has gone mental in the background, by the way. <sighs> he's a He's a bad dog. Anyway, but do you know that um, that Star Wars anime series that came out recently, where there were one of the episodes, there's a dude who just shoves five jewels into his lightsaber and turns into a super lightsaber, and he cuts the destroyer in half. No, no, I have not seen that. It's pretty fucking cool. I but, mean, um, that sounds dumb. What in the the holding? Sick thing to the the like the crystals just explode because it's too much power nah well the episode so they got like a different anime studio to make each episode so the guys who made kill the kill did the episode where he shoves all the crystals in and cuts the starship destroyer in half okay so it's ridiculous and it's fine but yeah back to Ranger the sith um the fight scenes weren't very tense they're like swinging the lightsabers around and they're like every time they go to hit them it doesn't um, it doesn't feel like they're trying to hit the person it feels like they're trying to choreograph and hit each other's lightsabers 
So it's like, oh, his lightsaber is to the side of him. I'm going to hit that instead of his face, which is just in front of me. And just bounces yeah. off and make it look cool. So, okay. Damn, I'm so sorry about my dog. Um, He's just uh, being a good guard doggy. Yeah, protecting the family. And there's a bit where Obi-Wan has a pet monster that looks really cool. And that's really my favourite part of the prequel trilogy. The, the big monsters in 2 and 3. Well, 3 only had that one monster. But remember that arena scene in number 2? Yeah. It's Where, sick. um, bloody... What's his name? Samuel L. Jackson has a purple lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah. He specifically asked for that too, like, behind the scenes. Sorry? Oh, he asked for what? A purple lightsaber? Uh, yeah. He's like... He's like... He's like, can I have a purple lightsaber? And the... The guy who's created Star Wars is like, uh, yeah, sure. There you go. So he got a purple lightsaber. Nice. So, well, that was Revenge of the Sith. Um, I don't know. It's really average. Kind of like really boring half the time. It's like whenever there's mm. these talky scenes and stuff, I just not pay attention. And then only a few of the action scenes were actually good, like the first one and the lava planet at the end. I don't know. It's just okay. Mm-hmm. After that, I watched the... Hey? What? What do you want about? Nothing. You were going to say something. No, I didn't. <sighs> okay, Jason. Anyway. Florida... Continue on. Florida Project. Um, this one's a 10 out of 10. In my opinion. Yeah. Um, it's like a drama about all these adults that are struggling with hard times. They live in this motel and they're basically kind of homeless. But the story is like from the perspective of these kids, like these six-year-old kids. They're just having fun and being innocent. And um, Willem Dafoe plays the guy who runs the motel. Okay. But it's mainly from the perspective of these kids. And um, oh, it's done. it's done in a way where the director isn't making them do any real acting it's like they're just being kids and you, it feels really natural and oh. which makes it better see it's not like that sounds good yeah it's not like cringy some child and adam project pretending to be ryan reynolds it's actually like just kids being kids yeah so <clears throat> so they're just being they're just naturally being like innocent funny kids for the whole movie while this drama is happening in the background and it's all really good and the girl's mum is being, well, she's being taken away from her mum by APS, I think. And she runs away to go say goodbye to a friend or something. Mm. And um, this is the second movie to ever make like a tear come out of my eye. And I just wasn't expecting it because she's just crying at the doorstep in front of her friend. And I'm like, holy shit, all this emotion coming out. I wasn't expecting that. Well, Keegan has emotions. Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, they... And then it just, I'm like, what the fuck? And, you know, tear coming out my eye. And then I suddenly, she grabs the Ranga kid, grabs her hand, and they run away to Disneyland. And it's like a little surreal type ending. Instead of just being like a normal ending where you just see her getting put into an APS car. In a different way. Okay. It was a really weird creative decision. Um, well, I just spoiled the whole ending. But it was really good. Florida Project. Willem Dafoe was really good in it too. 
Yeah. I should yeah. watch that. It sounds good. It's for free on ABC iView. It's really good too. Okay. I also, on ABC iView, watched Adaptation, um, which has a really good script. But I kind of rated it like a 9 out of 10. Um, basically, in real life, Charlie Kaufman wrote the script for being John Malkovich, and then that movie was a big success. And they were like, oh, wow. Hey, we want you to adapt this book. Write the script. And then, in real life, he got writer's block and couldn't do it. So he wrote a script about a guy named Charlie Kaufman who, after the success of a movie called Being John Malkovich, was told to write an adaptation of this book and gets writer's block. And then it turns into a crazy thing near the end where in this new story he's written, he's written in that the author of the book, who exists, is like a real-life person, but he's made up a story about the author having an affair with the guy she wrote the original book about, and then him finding out and her trying to kill him. <laughs> and so he's... What the fuck? Yeah, in real life he's like, oh, well, I'm ruining my career by submitting this script. But then they still made it anyway, and they put Nick Cage as the lead actor in it. Okay. It's a good movie. 9 out of 10. So, after that... Um, alright. I watched a Louis Bunuel movie. You've seen one of his movies. You watched Exterminating Angel. But oh, yeah. This one's called um, Belle de Jure. It's about um, a lady named Severine who has masochistic fantasies. And, um... Oh, no. <laughs> it reminds me of that other movie we watched. Yeah, I don't know. This one's a little bit raunchy, I guess. But it doesn't explicitly show any sex scenes. And so some of her, some of the scenes are like daydreams of hers. And some of them are real life. And um, the story is that she becomes a... She becomes a prostitute from two to five at this brothel every day while her husband's at work. Yeah. So, yeah. But then at the end, he finds out after getting... Um, shot at and put in a coma by one of her clients who became obsessed with her. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... But then right at the ending, um, it's hard to explain because he's sat in this wheelchair, not able to move, and he's got these sunglasses on, and his friend who found out her secret was just in there a minute ago telling him everything that she's been doing. And so she's sat back down. She's She knows that the guy told him. And he's got these tears in his eyes or whatever. But then suddenly, um, he takes his sunglasses off and looks at her and goes, hey, what are you thinking about? And his tears are gone. And she's like, oh, nothing, just thinking about you. And then she goes to the window and looks outside and goes, oh, look at that. And so it's like, it's sort of... Makes you think, oh wow, was the entire movie just one of her fantasies amongst the other fantasies that she has? So it just throws the whole movie into a thing where you don't know what scenes were real and what ones were. Okay. What? Um, yeah. But whichever way, whichever scenes you kind of guess are real or not, it's still just like a character study on her or like her mind or whatever. 
And, um, yeah, I know. I gave this one a 10 out of 10. It's really well right. shot, and her performance is really amazing in it. It's just it really as well, interesting. Is it as well shot as um, that William Defoe movie we watched, Antichrist, at the start? Um, you said the uh, most sex scenes, though, so. It was, like, shot differently than that movie. I don't know. It's just a good-looking movie. Okay. And there's a scene in there where, like, one of her clients is this Mongolian man. And he has a box with something making a weird noise in it. And he's like, hey, check this out. But it doesn't show you what's inside the box. And she's like, whoa. And there's, just, like, a weird noise coming out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Louis Benuel is an interesting... It's like... This is probably my favorite Louis Benuel movie now. So far. Okay. Yeah. It's the first of his I've given a 10. Well, there you go. Alright, oh, I'm almost done, Jace. I think I'm almost done. Yeah. Um, Ethan made me watch his dad's favourite movie, Capricorn 1. Um, it's just like a 70s um, conspiracy thriller about America, NASA faking the Mars landing in the late 70s or something. Or faking a Mars landing, not that there was any. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> oh, so they sent a ship up, but there's no one on it. And they have the astronauts... On a, in the desert in a building somewhere, staging the whole thing. And um, what they didn't expect to happen was the ship coming back but crashing in the ocean somewhere. They're like, oh shit, there's no way human beings could have survived that. If the guys come out alive and everyone sees that they're alive and didn't die in a crash, they would, they're going to figure out that we faked it. And it's about the astronauts figure it out and they run away and um, make it back to civilization through the desert. Okay, so yeah, it's like a, like it's like a five or six out of ten movie because it's really on the nose and kind of silly. Yeah. Um. But eight out of ten enjoyment. There's like a airplane helicopter chasing at the end that's just really awesome. So Capricorn One's cool. It's on SBS on demand. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Ethan's dad's favorite movie. There you go. What else you got, Kigo? All right, so last three, all directed by the same guy, so I'm going to try and talk about them as one thing. Oh, okay. Um, Are they similar stories? Uh, similar genre, kind of. Um, yeah, but that's not the same story. No, no, they're not. Um, so this is going to be difficult, Jess. I gave all three all right. of them tens, but um, quality or like, I know me trying to be more objective-wise is like they range from seven to nine, but I got ten out of ten enjoyment out of them all. Um, these are all movies directed by Jules Dassin, and it's Brute Force, 1947, The Naked City, 1948, and Night and the City, 1950. And they're, um, noir films. That's a hard word to say, noir. N-O-I-R. Okay. But they're good. Brute Force is like a prison escape movie with Burt Lancaster. That one's awesome. That's probably my second favorite of his so far. These are all like, this is the guy who made Thieves Highway, which I watched a couple weeks ago and really mm-hmm. loved. Um, Naked City is probably the one that's like the 7 out of 10 one, but it's set in New York and all shot like on site, on location, which is just, I was a really big fan of that. But it's kind of like an average um, whodunit murder mystery um crime thriller 
And there's a there's a narrator who comes in every now and then who just sounds like he's got the voice for like a New York tourist ad or something, um, which is kind of silly. But um, yeah, just the shots of New York in the late 40s was just really interesting and fun. So that was that. Um, Night in the City, though. I think this was after he got blacklisted from Hollywood and had to go to Europe. This one's set in London. And um, it's about a con man trying to make it, but everything's stacked against him. And it's like it's like a London 1950 version of Uncut Gems. So I don't know if you like it or not, Jace, because the guy just dies at the end. Spoiler. Yeah. Um, and you spoiled it for me, mate. I spoiled it for you, Jace. I'm sorry. But yeah, those three. That's okay. Those three movies, fuck, I loved them. Brute Force is probably going to go into my top 250. Um, that's like a close second Jules Dassin movie behind Thieves Highway, just for me personally. Brute Force is really good. Um, yeah. It was communist themes that had him blacklisted from Hollywood and had him, okay. had him going fucking off to Europe to make movies there instead. Where he made Rafifi, which I really want to see, but I can't find anywhere. For free. Rafifi? Rafifi. It's like a heist movie. I'm not a big fan of heist movies generally, but maybe Rafifi will be different. I did like Thief from 1981, but that's about it. I didn't like it... Le Circle Rouge, but yeah. Wait, how do you spell that? Um, spell what? Rafifi. R-I-F-I. Yeah. F-I. Yeah. You, sh- you sure it's not called Rafiki? No, it's Rafifi. Nothing's coming up in Letterbox though. Hang on. Yeah, R I F I F I. Okay, alright. Yeah. That's a bit Yeah, I want to watch that one. But I probably won't be able to. But I've got some other of his movies that are coming up. Some of his later stuff from the 60s. Oh, there's all my bonuses, Jason. Oh, lots right. of pens. Oh, it was a big week. Yeah, Big Easter. Okay. Yeah, but you've been watching 10 movies a week anyway, so. No. Oh. Yeah, this one was a bit more than that. Because I had some days off work for Easter, four day weekend. Yeah, I did other yeah. stuff too. I did other stuff too. I played a little bit of Elden Ring. I did some house chores. Oh, I don't just. Adulting. You know, I don't just fucking watch movies all the time, Jason. I'm a functioning human being. Adult male. Get out of town. I would never have known. No, oh, thanks. Um, Curl. Roddy. You want to get stuck in a hop, do you? Yes. Hop onto it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh so funny. Oh, Hop. It opens with the Illumination logo and Minions doing funny things. One of them has... Yeah. And then it's all downhill from there, Jason. I thought of Keegan <laughs> as soon as I saw the Minions. Oh, thanks, Banana. Yeah. How'd you like it? I didn't mind it. The ending was so bad, though. I hated it so much. <laughs> the more I think like, about the ending, I don't know. <laughs> the ending... Like, I didn't mind the movie, and then the ending happened, and I was like, wow, I now know why Keegan hates this movie. 
All right, so what we have to do, um, hang on, what was I saying? We have to read the description so people know what we're talking about. Hop. E.B., the Easter Bunny's teenage son. Teenage? I didn't even know he was a teenager. He was just voiced by Russell Brand. I thought he was an he adult. He was a teenager. He, that's why he wore that overshirt. They look like a teenager, you know, a rebellious teenager. What? That's bullshit. Yeah. E.B., the, the Easter Bunny's teenage son, heads to Hollywood, determined to become a drummer in a rock and roll band. In L.A., he's taken in by Fred after the out-of-work slacker hits E.B. with his car. Okay. Yeah. They become friends. They, they did. After James Marsden's character almost crushes him with a rock. <sighs> oh, man. Then it was a little bit interesting. Then it would have been a better movie. Well, it just ends the movie in the first five minutes. Yeah, after just crushing his head with a rock. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. No, well, it's pretty basic. It just it's like it got an exposition opening. Um. Yeah, it's one of those ones. It's really lame. The villain is very like lazily put in there. Um. There's like a joke about a Chinese woman not liking the Easter Rat Bunny or something? Okay. I don't know. What do you think? No, no. They 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 said that they try to put, like, do Easter in China, but they always, like, kicked him out for some reason. I don't know. I didn't really understand what, what they were talking about. I think the joke was just foreign person acting funny and aggressive, and uh, we were supposed to laugh at it. No, I didn't find it funny. Oh, there you go, Jess. Congratulations. Thank you. Anything else? Um, I kinda Yeah, like, I didn't understand that choice, but that's dumb. I kinda like James Marsden in this movie. He's starting to grow on me a little bit. Oh okay. The adult man character, the guy who's in Sonic as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, I didn't I didn't like it's definitely a kid's movie. Like, yeah, it's enjoyable to watch, but you know the end. <laughs> I just can't get over the fucking ending. The ending was so bad. What didn't you like about the ending? It's like his father and his like parent, like like his sister and his mum were like kind of like, oh, leave him alone. But his father was adamant that he wasn't going to find a job and all that shit. And then he's like, oh, I'm the Easter Bunny right at the end of the movie and they're like no you're talking crap I'm glad you got a proper job I'm happy for you but you know you got to stop lying and all like he just kept giving him shit mm-hmm. and then the ending came where he has the ship and the bunny's next to him and like oh this is my co-easter bunny and the father comes up like this is so awesome and he was so excited I was like this oh is yeah, the worst fucking ending I've ever seen in my life. He gets his comeuppance. It's an uh, epic victory. It's epic, you know. No, but it was just over enjoyed. Like, no, nah, I, I didn't like it. It was like, too much. I, I was fine. I would have given it a six out of ten. Really, but the ending just cut two off, and I and it, I hated it. It was it's a four out of ten. Mm-hmm. I gave it a two. I hated the music choices. Um, it was just really incredibly cringe, terribly written. I mean, um, it's cringe because it's a bloody 
what do you call it? It's a kid's movie. Yeah, well, so is The Lion King, and that movie's amazing. Like, we've got to have Which stands one? for kids' movies, too. The first one? <laughs> Which Lion King? Oh, okay. Oh, the cartoon. Don't... Yeah, very funny joke, Jess. Wow. <laughs> Keegan hasn't mm. seen the second one. Um, I have seen two and three, the fucking straight-to-video things, but I haven't seen the remake. Oh, yeah, the remake. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, the live-action 3D animated <laughs> remake. But they look like lions, Keegan. They do, what don't they? Oh, my God, they're so... But they talk. Genius. If you no, no. if you sent the Lion King remake back to 1941, it'd be Orson Welles' favourite movie. He wouldn't even bother with Citizen Kane. <laughs> so angry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know. Hop Hop was like just a little enjoyed kids movie that you chuck in for someone of the age of nine. Uh-huh. And they would be like, oh, this is the best movie, Uncle Keegan. Oh, I give it a 10 out of 10. Can you put it on your favorites list, please, Uncle Keegan? <laughs> and, yeah, and you'll be like, yeah, I have to do that shit. Yes, and I'd call up whoever my nephew's parent is, my sister's kid, I guess, and be like, hey, take him away and never bring him back. <laughs> He's never watching movies with me ever again. <laughs> If I'm babysitting a child, they're not watching Hop. They're watching something like fucking, I don't know, Winnie, oh, the, Winnie the Pooh. They're watching Winnie Antichrist. the Pooh. Antichrist. No. Don't. Oh. We're like, this is a good movie, kids. I'll give it a 10 out of 10. you got to watch it with me. Yeah, and the parents come home while you're halfway through the movie. What the fuck are you watching? Oh, here, kids, this is real art. This is what you're supposed to enjoy. It's like, Mom, I don't want to get a weight on my leg when I get married. <laughs> yeah, I was just put like ideas about marriage in their heads. Like, yes, that's what happens when they put the ring on you. That's what the. Yeah. <sighs> uh, anyway, yeah, anyway, topic. Yeah, Hop is really bad. It's just like they took Christmas and replaced it with Easter shit. I mean, that's exactly what Christmas movies are. They just took Easter movies and replaced it with Christmas. <laughs> what? <laughs> Listen, what came first? Uh, well, the egg obviously came first, and then it hatched the the chicken. Oh man, you've actually got a point there. Yeah, the chicken or the egg? No, no. If the chicken is Easter, because chickens can't lay eggs, only hens. So, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Good one. That was really funny. Oh, thank you. I'll put that in my pocket, <laughs> and I'll laugh about it later when I have time. <laughs> when you're not talking to me. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, you know how James Marsden is kind of growing on me, how I said that earlier? Yeah. He's just the guy who talks to CGI creatures. I think he likes it because he doesn't like socializing. Yeah, maybe, I mean, he yeah. had friends in Sonic. Maybe he's there on his own. He's just like, I want to go, I'm coming into work on my own today. He knows how to work the cameras and he just stands in front of the green screens and does it all himself, probably. Yeah, maybe he's just got social anxiety. <sighs> Poor guy. So like, I really want to be in this movie. Can I please do it by myself? <laughs> oh, the thing I found <laughs> the fucking funniest was at the ending, after they beat the villain. The whole place is just a CGI land. And um, yeah. James Marsden walks in, just surrounded by a green screen, just sticking out weird. 
and he's talking to all these characters, and I just thought it was fucking hilarious. So you laughed at it? I laughed at just how funny it looked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he en- I don't he know. En- it just... The Easter rabbit, the older one, is just like, oh, wow, you saved us. You, were, you did pretty well, too. And then this real human man walks into this cartoon. He's like, yeah, I did. Trying to act like a cartoon himself. It was funny. This is why we can't mix cartoons with real people, unless it's really good CGI. Mm. I don't know. They did it with 2D Space Jam. That was pretty cool. They did do that with Space Jam. Yeah, but, I mean, it didn't age very well, Space Jam, did it? Like, it's still a good movie. It's just uh, the cartoon and the... Yeah, but they didn't use, like, a cartoon... Oh, they did use a cartoon well, didn't they? Like when they were, wait, I mean, they went to the moon at some point, didn't they? In this movie, oh, no space gem. Uh, I don't remember. In Hop, we're supposed to believe it's the real world, and not a cartoon world. Oh yeah, Easter Island. That's it, and yeah. they and they call it candy. That's wow. That's crazy. I was um, like, wait a second, isn't Easter Island close to here? That's like Australia. Because we have an Easter Island, don't we? But it's it's a different Easter Island, I believe. That's like... I don't know. It's like some island people go to. I don't know. It's got their heads on it. Yeah, it's it's, it's Polynesian. No, we got, we got one near off Australia's coast. Huh. I believe. I, don't... I mean, I could be wrong. Someone can correct me or whatever. Do it in the email. Send us an email. Yes. Talkbetters at gmail.com.au Tell us big, about the big heads, where they come from. Yeah. And do they have bodies underneath the big heads or oh, conspiracy? That's terrifying, Jess. One day they'll wake up and come out. Anyway. Yeah, when their masters come back to Earth. Yeah. You know what I think? I think that the um, EB's dad was just racist against chicks and should have just given that guy the job because he deserves it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's, he's his second in hand for years. He's driven, he's passionate. He wants to deliver the goodies to all the kids around the world. He's should have just given him the fucking job instead of his yeah, it, do, it doesn't make sense, right? Like when they bloody chickens lay eggs, yet the like they were shitting eggs. They were shitting little lollies. The rabbits were shitting lollies. Oh, jelly beans. Jelly beans, yeah. And then the That's Big right, Bang Theory. The girl from Big Bang Theory eats some of the jelly beans. Oh, Penny. Penny, yeah. I don't know what her name was in this. I totally didn't. I don't mm-hmm. remember. Yeah. And um, Hasselhoff, he pops up. Oh, yeah, Hasselhoff. In like a cameo that's only probably 5% as cool as the cameo he did in SpongeBob. Oh, can I can I call you the Hoff? Yeah, man, call me the Hoff. Yeah, it was pretty basic. It's like, yeah, it's pretty cringe. I don't know. But the Hasselhoff cameo in the SpongeBob SquarePants movie was amazing. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's got to. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, this movie made me cringe harder than the Antichrist scissor scene. And, um, this is a scene. Oh, my God. <laughs> Show your nephew that. And when the, the giant chick villain was riding on the smaller chick, it gave me a flashback to the General Radan fight. Oh, yeah. As if, you know. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because General Radan has a little horse he rides around on. Yeah, that he squashes all the time. He's just protecting yeah, the horse. What? What? I, you know what I didn't understand about this movie? They had what? little chicks 
or chickens. I'm going to call them little chickens that yeah. were like old. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? They didn't grow yeah. up to be hens or roosters. They were just chickens. Yeah. And they didn't lay eggs. So how, how was there so many chickens? I mean, they clones. could have laid eggs, but that's that's not really... Oh, clones. I mean, Cloning. it's on Easter Island. Immortality, maybe? Some supernatural Easter stuff? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, that Easter bunny was around for years, I guess. Maybe the reason why the big chick can't get the job or isn't fit for it is because the Easter bunny created him. Or maybe. Create him like a minion. <laughs> That's why it's had minions That's at why the start of the movie. The little yellow things. They're little yellow. Oh my god. Yeah, that's true. Oh, we just solved it. Oh, we stopped, stopped this podcast. We cracked the case. Yeah, we solved Hop. Game over. Anyway, is there anything else to say about this movie? Um. Yeah, when the fucking the big chick, I was like, oh, you know, chickens can't use the one because it's only bunnies can. Uh-huh. And then the chicken turned into a bunny. No, it should have just been he couldn't use the damn wand. Well, why didn't James Marsden turn into a rabbit when he used it? Yeah, what the fuck? What the fuck movie? Ah, uh-huh. yeah, it's dumb. It was kind of dumb. I do kind of kids movie. I do kind of respect James for doing these cringy roles and just doing the stuff because yeah. he just really goes for he's got a good work ethic. Like if I was sitting there, I'd be like. No, that's cringe. I don't want to say it. I'm too shy. And I'd quit. You don't want to talk to an inanimate object? object? I don't want to talk to an inanimate object with the charisma that he tries to have. Yeah, okay. I'd just get embarrassed. But he just does it. I respect it. Yeah. All right. Fuck up. What's your rating? Are you rated at one? Uh, that's right. One star out of five. Yes. Yeah, two out of ten. Did you watch the? Did, wait, did you see the after credit scene? Um, probably not. Um, they go back to the Chinese woman, and James speaks Chinese, and she accepts the chocolates. And so, oh my fucking! And God, then, really? e, then Eb is like, "Hey, I didn't know you spoke Chinese. What? What's the deal? Why did she never accept him from us?" And he goes, "Oh, she's scared of rabbits." <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't understand. It's very funny. Hey? What? I'm, wait, are the Ch- Chinese aren't scared of rabbits, are they? No, I thought they would eat rabbits. There's just one Chinese woman who's scared of rabbits. Why is it one Chinese woman saying no Easter eggs for the whole of China? No, that's dumb. That's dumb. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, um, foreign person acting silly. Thanks, Hop. So, you, what did you rate it for? Uh, yes, I rated it a four because it was enjoyable for a, like, if you just want to chill out and just not even think about the movie, that's a good movie to watch. It's pretty dumb. Mm. You know, I want to give it more just for James, but like the music choices, Hop, I'm like fucking having Russell Brand voice EB, not being very entertaining. I don't know. It's just not good enough. Yeah, fair enough. I found some reviews before we get into Watership Down. All right. I'll read them out to you. Sure. Um, Shay, 4 out of 10, says, James Marsden, can I hop on your dick? Question mark. Oh, my fucking... Really? Really, <laughs> Keegan? 
I mean, this isn't a kid-friendly show, but still, I was not expecting that. Thirsty, thirsty letterbox review. Okay, here's another one. Uh, Miguel's MR hop, one out of ten. I wanted to hop off a cliff. Fucking hell! Uh, good stuff. Okay. Wait, you rated a one out of ten. What did you want out to? No, Jace, you're getting the stars confused. I rated a one star, which is a two out of ten. Oh, you got two out of ten. You have to times okay. it. I mean, the... yeah. Here we go. <laughs> okay, go, go, go. Watership down. You alrighty? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Pretty good. I liked it. What'd you, what'd you rate it? We usually do ratings at the end. I, I want to know your rating first. I gave it like and we'll a... we'll talk about ratings later. It's like a seven or eight. Solid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we are. That's pretty solid. I picked it's a, not a 10 yeah. out of 10 movie. I picked a movie for an episode that wasn't a 10 for the first time in a while. That's pretty I, cool. We, sh- we should really start watching more cartoon movies like on the podcast. Yeah. Because some of them have really good art. Like This had really good art. Oh, yeah. like the It wasn't super high quality or anything. Like Hop had 3D animated, like just modern animation that was a lot smoother. But this 70s oh, movie yeah. had... Like, Art style, it had so much. Yeah, but like, yeah, like the nighttime scene. I didn't, I didn't know which rabbit was which because they actually could hardly see what which rabbit was which because it was dark. Well, even they you have, know what a, I mean? they have a joke in the movie where they ask each other, "Hey, are you this guy? Is this your name?" And he's like, "Yeah, that's me." Because they even get each other mixed up because they look similar because they're rabbits. <laughs> I didn't even understand that. You didn't get that? Oh, that's no, nah, I didn't. No, nah, I didn't hear that at all. But anyway, this is just immediately way better than Hop, and it's British. Yeah, it was. It, I liked it. Mm. I didn't understand why they moved though, because he said danger was coming. Yeah, he had a and premonition, then... and it was really well done. And um, the sunset going down, and the shadows of the trees, and the red on the ground. Um, get, yeah, gave the transition him... for it was beautiful. Oh yeah, and they show what happened later on. Um, it was people, it was human beings. Oh, that's right. They were digging up the land. Yeah, they destroyed the burrow. Yeah, the... but they yeah. weren't destroying it because they hated rabbits. They were no. making farmland. They were just building. They were just building machines. on it. it was, they were building yeah. on it. They buried the rabbit. It was just like it's a terrifying thing. It's crazy how unnerving and just. Actually creepy, this movie is. Oh, it wasn't that bad. Well, I mean, it's no Antichrist. Oh my god, it's definitely no Antichrist. It's still unnerving. Like, the whole first half or first chunk of this movie is just these rabbits trying to survive in just nature. Which is like, they're getting killed off by predators and creatures and stuff, and... Eagles and and it's just brutal. They're just trying to make it to the top um, of the hill. A badger, a badger was there at one yeah. point in the forest, like and other rabbits and stuff, and a snare, and it's just brutal. And then the second half of the movie, it just turns into a good guys versus villains thing, and the villains a rabbit, and um, it kind of changes in the second half into that kind of thing, which is something I didn't really like, but it's still really good. Yeah, I don't know if I like that either. Like, why was all the rabbits in charge giant? They were like giant-sized rabbits. No, they were just the best fighters in the, their groups. 
Oh, oh that's right, because the other guy in their group with the little hair on his head, I forgot his name. He he was a bigger rabbit and he could actually fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, rabbits are fucking savage. This movie shows you how savage rabbits can be. Hmm. Yeah. But no, it is pretty brutal. They actually like kill each other and get killed and it's Yeah, they don't shy away from anything like that. It's like does the thing that Antichrist does, where it shows that um, nature is fucked up. You look at a beautiful landscape mm. and all the nature and stuff, and but you know, in that inside that lands, landscape, what you're not seeing is just animals killing each other. Yeah. And but just like, yeah. I want to know your thoughts. Like, mm-hmm. actually, before I get into that, what I want to know your thoughts on this thing. Like, I was going to talk about that bird, but um, they they knew everything. Which was, I thought was weird. Like they knew about other burrows, they knew names of things, and I was like, "How do they know that without like knowing that?" Because they're rabbits. Like when they only know the things around them. Sorry, can you say that again? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Like, for example, he knew that what type of bird that was, or they knew what type of um cane was in the field and all that type of stuff like i'm like how oh, do yeah. they know all that shit well it's because they have um see they tell stories their stories like last generations like the first the opening of the movie is a fairy tale about um these all the different animals being given their abilities to counter rabbits and then rabbits being given tails and so they've got all these legends and things similar to how human beings tell stories through generations yeah, like the serpent snake, like all the Aboriginal stories and stuff. Yeah, they've got, um, they have their own history and knowledge from previous generations the same way we do. That's what they yeah. show in the movie, them telling stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was weird, or how they just knew mm. things. Like they ran across the country and was like, "Oh, that's this. Oh, that's this." It's like, yeah. what? Have you seen this before? They How would you know what this is? Yeah, same way we know about fucking bald eagles from America, even though we've never been there. Yeah, but we know. learned it in school. Like, how would they yeah. know what that is? Because they're rabbits. They live underground. They probably got little fucking rabbit schools in there with chairs and desks oh, and shit. <laughs> All right. So my question was, what is your thoughts on that bird that sounded like a kiwi? Pretty cool. It's very helpful, very friendly. It was like, oh, hey, you scratch scratch my back, now I'll scratch you. Because I can see that um, in this group you have, there's no maidens at all. So he helps them out. Yeah, he's like, you have a problem with your little group. And they're like, why? What's the problem? It's like, you can't mate. You can't make more rabbits. They're like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Oh, wait, I saw rabbit or female rabbits in that farmhouse back there that were locked up we should go to them no bitches no maidens there you go like he was a seagull too right mm-hmm. and he wanted to go to the big water yeah well it looked like they were on a cliff close to the ocean but i'm not too sure how close oh well oh, i don't know no it's a hill it's a hill but i don't know oh, i don't know I know. I, I I enjoyed this movie, but I didn't enjoy it too much. Yeah, I like it's. I enjoyed it pretty thoroughly as well, but like not to a ten out of ten 
extent. Yeah, no, definitely not a 10 out of 10. Yeah. I didn't really... Or, I think it could have been better if they kept it as the... Um, them versus the wilderness for the whole movie instead of turning it into like a goodies versus baddies in the second half. Yeah, but I think they were trying to tell us that even if rabbits breed or whatnot and then move like places, they still have to fight their own kind because there's territory. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, it still works. I just yeah, think that it, the first half worked a little bit better than the second half. It was still good. Yeah, the second half... Like, even the first half worked when, um, like, they ran into rabbits and they attacked each other, you know? Yeah, and those... And then they ran away, like... That really weird group of rabbits in the middle where they... Oh, yeah. They were hiding. That was a creepy scene. That was creepy, and I don't understand why they're all hiding. It's like, oh, yeah, no, there's heaps of burrows here. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's heaps of food here, and they're like, why is there heaps of food here? Why is there empty burrows? Like, maybe they were what cannibals? is going on here? Maybe they were cannibals, I think. <clears throat> I don't know. I felt like they're being baited, and they're all going to come out and attack, but it didn't happen, and so I'm still confused by that scene. Yeah. It was cool, though. There's a really cool part in that scene where the... um. It's doing, like, the thing is, the view of them is rotating around and you're seeing them mm. through the holes and you can see the brown weird rabbits that are, like, scheming and looking at them and it's sort of spinning. You remember that Yeah, bit? okay. That looks really cool. Oh, yeah. And there was also, they were talking about a um, uh, a spirit rabbit. It's the whole movie. Spirit rabbit? Yeah. Yeah, like, he was being guided by... The spirit or something, the the black the black rabbit or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, that's weird. But at the end, he like saw it and followed it. Actually, they grew old and stuff at the end, didn't they? Yeah, he like died of old age on the ground. It was kind of a yeah nice. And he became part of that spirit rabbit, the black spirit rabbit. It was nice. What's clapping? It on was your nice. side? What's that clapping? Oh, sorry, I was tapping a box in my hand. Bloody hell! I was fidgeting. Okay. Yeah, the ending was nice. It was like a happy ending. Yeah, in a way. Hmm. Very beautiful movie. Mm. I gave it a 6 out of 10. I gave it an 8. <coughs> yeah, I didn't enjoy it as much as an 8. No, I did. Like, I felt like it was boring, but it really told a story. And then there was, I mean, it wasn't really much action. It was just silly things. Like the rabbit gang. When there was action, it was violent. The the rabbits are scratching and ripping each other. Like the big guy rips another rabbit's throat out. Yeah, and then the the dog just fucking comes out and rips them. Oh yeah, I forgot about that bit. That thing was crazy. Hell yeah, yeah. It's like quick, we last gnaw on this and then release the dog and then he'll save us. Mm-hmm. Like he, he just the dog just ate every rabbit it saw. But yeah. um, they planned it so that they were all hiding in the burrow behind the enemy rabbits, and the other rabbits got fucking demolished. Mm-hmm. And then that cat kept trying to kill the rabbits, but then like its owners would keep yelling at, it, be like, "Boy, stop it, you cruel thing, you little yeah. tabby." Well, I find that weird because it's like the the um the owners would also like always hear the cat chasing them. Like I don't think they made that much noise. No. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. My cat, I'm just... my cat kills things and kills. Yeah, but silent. you don't know about it. Like, yeah, it's so silent. Like, cats aren't loud. Like, I catch them. I catch them sometimes, playing with just 
a poor, unfortunate creature, but that's like probably 1% of the creatures he catches that I actually see. Yeah. Probably kills things all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. I felt like that it would have been better if that cat actually got one of those rabbits. Yeah. Yeah, just for like... Because I felt like they were untouchable. You know how you find a hero movie and like the main characters will never die uh-huh. because they're, they're part of the main story? Oh, yeah. You think more main characters should have died? Yeah. Like that that really <clears throat> tough that tough guy with a mm-hmm. little bit of hair on his head. He was close to death from um, a trap in the middle part of yeah. the middle of the movie. But he didn't die. Yeah, I think you're right about that. He he was close to death, but he didn't die. He, he seemed to recover really quickly, actually. Yeah, no one super major really dies in the movie at all. I kind of like it when someone major dies because it's like the biggest turn in a movie. Yeah, because sometimes when like no one important dies, it just feels really cheap. Yeah, it's like they just planned all the deaths of things around them and they're like untouchable heroes. Yeah, it's like Black Clover. It's every fucking movie in the world of existence. Mm-hmm. Boring. But I, I don't think this is the worst example of that kind of thing. No, 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 no. No, it's not. It's, it's, a, it's a really good movie. Like, they still got attacked. Like, one of those main rabbits nearly died because yeah. he got trapped. And they like dug out the the stake or the like the wooden stake and then released him. Yeah, it's not like that doesn't really ruin this movie for me or anything like that. It's just a, like no. a little nitpick. Yeah, but with other things, it's worse. Yeah. Yep. In my opinion, I'm just saying that they should make more movies where like it seems innocent, but the next minute, bang, the fucking main actor dies. Yeah, like Happy Tree Friends. Yeah. Oh my god, happy... Yeah, but they always come back to life, don't they? Oh yeah, they come back every episode. Like yeah, like, like South Park and Kenny. Oh yeah. Hmm. Would you call Kenny a main character? He's one of the main four? Yeah, he's a main character? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Alright. Well, before we move on, I have a review for Watership Down that I found. Sure. Um, I don't remember what it was anyway. <clears throat> oh yeah, Diamond Bolt. Gave Watership Down a 4 out of 10. Mm-hmm. The second most violent rabbit movie ever made, followed by Hop 2011. Followed by Hop? Yeah. What? Second. How was Hop violent? Well, it was violent towards me emotionally. It was just like oh, an attack hell. on my senses. So I, <laughs> I, I agree with the guy who wrote that review. Okay. Yeah, it's just violent to the viewers. So yeah. Okay. Well, let's ask that uh, that fucking question, Jazz. Well, double feature? Well, I was going to ask you. Yes, I would double feature this, actually. Uh, hmm. Because I feel like they're different. Like, Watership Down isn't really an Easter movie, but it's about rabbits. But you could, like, start off with Hot (laughs) and then watch Watership Down and you'll enjoy Watership Down. Yeah, because the only way I can see this working as a double feature is if I said to the guy, hey, here's a shit animated movie, and now here's a better animated movie, and the theme would be like a rabbit's? I don't yeah, know. it'd just be a rabbit double feature, not Easter. So... Like, I don't know, it'd work, I don't but think. maybe it's not the best. I don't think so. I'll, I'll, think I'll so. disagree with you this time. All right. No. 
Well, we'll agree to disagree. All right. Yeah. Wow. All right. And we do we have any emails, Keegan? Oh, let me check. I think we don't. Um, nothing. All right. Yep. That's okay. People should send us an email. Yeah. Tell us about how bad this podcast is and you never want to listen to us again, but for some reason you always come back the next week. Yeah. Tell me to watch something, you know, if I can talk about it. Yeah. Well, we like talking about movies because we have different opinions. And it won't be as bad as the me talking about Iron Man 2 earlier. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, you spoke about it. I think I actually, I actually think it was last week. I just didn't know what to say today about Iron Man 2. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I haven't seen it for a few years, so I should probably well, rewatch. Actually, I should rewatch Marvel. Actually, let me give it a second attempt right now. Now that I'm warmed All right. up. All right. So, All right, you're warmed up. Let's go. There's, um, what's his name? Plays the villain, Whiplash. He's Russian. So there's like a little capitalist good guy versus baddie communist thing going on. Mm. Very clever. Um, very subtle. Um, Elon Musk, again, he pops up. That's funny. Very 2000s. Very cliche. It's just, yeah, it's okay. the famous superhero cliche where the superhero, it's one of the sequels. He's got the big ego because everything's going well. And yep. he's just a douchebag. And then things go wrong. And they fix him. They fix his ego. And um, it's the same thing that happened in Spider-Man 3, Tobey Maguire. It's just a thing. It's Except just it's a superhero film. Yeah, but it's like 2010, isn't it? The year it came out? Oh, yeah. something like that. I don't know. They just looked trashier back then. They just didn't... They're different. Superhero movies are way different now than they were 10 years ago when they were both like first okay. starting out the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was enjoyable. Well, there's a few um, Marvel movies coming out that I wouldn't mind watching. Yeah. Like the new Spider-Man that came out a while back. I want to watch that. Oh, No Way Home? Yeah, the only reason I want to watch that is because just the reaction people had to it and how big it was. Yeah, because all the three Spider-Mans were together, weren't they? Yeah. I don't know. People were nostalgic for Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, but then they rated the movie higher than Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man movies because it had Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man in it. Doesn't make sense. I mean, I mean, it makes sense because you're adding a good movie and then you're adding a nostalgic character from an older good movie that just makes it a better movie. Yeah. What, I don't what know. like I don't I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know, but what if like the Tom Holland Spider Man three isn't as good as Tobey Maguire movies, but it just has Tobey Maguire in it? And it's just it's just like a thing to remind people of a movie that's better. Oh like um like he's like an oh not an NPC, but like he just like saves someone at a coffee shop and Tobey Maguire's like, Oh thanks Spider Man <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be cringe. Please don't do that. I haven't seen it either. I hope it doesn't do that. I know. I'm pretty keen to watch it. I'm sure it'll be good. I just don't know. But, um, yeah. 
Yeah, well, you got um, Doctor Strange movie, and I think that's another one. Oh, yeah. Sam Raimi's actually making that new one. Hmm. Yeah, I really need to find out what the new movies are. Morbius came out. Apparently, that's shit. Uh, well, actually? Oh, the, I, I had a, um, a work colleague rate it. Well, not really rate it, but told me it was pretty good. Oh, yeah. No, it's one of those Venom Sony villain movies. So it's like, I don't know. I've only seen the first Venom movie, and it was pretty shit. Mm. The only thing I remember about it is that kind of cool car chase. But oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I'm probably not going to watch Morbius. Oh, that's right. There's a Thor coming out in July. Isn't Taika Waititi making that new one as well? Um, the guy who made Thor 3 and Nikki's favourite movie, oh, Boy. That, the Kiwi guy. Um, I don't know. No idea. Yeah, the Kiwi. But supposedly he has a different look. Like, Thor has a different look in this one. Hmm. So I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, well. Oh, this is She-Hulk coming out. It doesn't have a month, but it's got a 2022 date. Hey, you know, it came out a few days ago. What? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, you know Wait, what, what cinema's not showing it at all? My cinema. <laughs> hey. Oh, in oh, your local yeah. small mining town. Oh, I was really excited to watch it, but that's all right. I can just wait an extra few months. Mm. And the same thing is happening with The Northman. But that's all right. They have to pick movies that make them more money so they can stay open. It's, it's all right. It's not their fault. It's just sad. I just want to watch better movies. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Like, I don't know. At least I got to see Sonic 2. Yeah, okay. I should just take what's... I should just accept what has been given, which is Sonic 2. That's the best it'll get. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I want to know your thought, right? Because I just, like, did a little bit of research for the Marvel movies. And Black Panther is coming out at the end of the year, November. Oh, a sequel to that one, even though the main a- yeah. actor passed away? Yeah, Chadwick Boseman had died in 2020. That's sad. End of 2020. Hmm. It is sad. But he was going through a lot of shit. And he still recorded. Like He's a pretty big inspiration, not going to lie. Yeah. Like He was going through a lot of pain and everything like that, but he still recorded and he done a good job. Hmm. I wanted to see like other stuff that he was in. I've got to get around to. Well, I don't know how they've done the movie, but are they going to like kill his character off and then going to make someone else Black Panther? Maybe. Like, how's it going to work? I hope they don't just CGI him. That would just be weird. Oh my god! Oh no! <sighs> that would be bad. <laughs> I was actually thinking they were going to CGI him. Yeah, that would make me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's good CGI though. If like if they do do it, it better be real, like real. Uh, I don't know. I watched Rogue One recently, and some of the actors they had to CGI because Princess Leia doesn't didn't look the same. That year she did back in fucking seventy mm. something, seventy seven, I think. And that one actor who passed away, they had to CGI him in his character in. Yeah. Uh, well, that was like five or so years ago. So maybe I don't know. Maybe they could pull it off. Yeah, I don't know. But should they? Probably not. The guy passed away yeah, really recently. Not. Yeah. Well, um, I'm pretty sure uh, Black Panther's sister becomes the new Black Panther. I, th- I think it is. Yeah, right. 
I don't. But I'm not a hundred percent sure because she takes the throne or some shit. I don't think I've seen Black Panther the first one. I saw him in Endgame. Yeah. I didn't like Endgame. Maybe I'll watch Black Panther one day. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm just lacking. I'm slacking on the superhero movies. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you. I have been too. It's just because there's so many, and I'm too busy watching pretentious old shit. Yeah. Hmm. Alrighty. Well, we have a email. Send us an email. Movietalkabout is at gmail dot com dot au. Okay. Maybe. If you're in America, send us an email. We want to know who our America American listener is. I think it's Danis. Oh, we we will find out if they email us. Send us an email. Yeah, I asked them to. But no, they just want yeah, to talk okay. in letterbox. That's where they spend all their time. They talk shit in letterbox. That is their social media. It just fills up everyone's comment section with shit about Iron Man 2. <laughs> Fucking Iron Man 2. <laughs> and sometimes Temple of Doom. Oh, yeah. Oh, the kid from Temple of Doom is in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Short Round is in the new one. The new movie. Oh, wow. That's cool. The realisation. Yes. Hmm. Alrighty. Um, anything you need to say? Want to say? We're on <laughs> Pocket Cast, Overcast, Stitcher, Anchor, um, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and also Apple Podcasts. Okay. Yeah. We're on a lot of different things now. <sighs> yeah. Well, I hope everyone has a good Easter. Thanks for listening. They've already had Easter. This is co- yeah. We recorded. I know Easter this is coming. To- this is recording for Easter. The theme. What's next week's theme? Oh yeah, next week's theme. We haven't done that yet. Okay. Shit. So next week is Anzac Day, but we don't. There's like four good Australian war movies, and yeah. By the time we can't repeat the holiday each year because it's the movies will not and be good. And by the time the episode would come out, it would be like days after Anzac Day anyway. And I think it's yeah, just like this Easter one. I don't have a problem with that, but Keegan does. I don't know it's more of a serious holiday. But um, we just we're just going to go with one of the themes from the wheel, and the wheels chose mm. low budget. Yes. Yeah. And how low budget was the movie you found? I think it was twenty three thousand. Which, with inflation, Ooh. is like 50-ish. I don't know what the inflation was for my movie. <sighs> I don't know. Well, I chose Slacker from... What year was it? Wow. We've got some editing now, Jace. Slacker. 1990, directed by Richard Linklater. Richard's <sighs> first movie. Slacker. Yeah. And I found... What was that? A... Oh, shit, I forgot the name. Holy shit. I love Drew or something like that. Oh, fuck. My date with Drew. Yeah, that one. From 2004. What was the budget on that one, James? Yeah. 1,000 USD. <laughs> but I don't know if it had much inflation. So From 2004? Yeah, there was inflation. Yeah, but like I don't know what the inflation was. <sighs> oh, man. My date with Drew. Yeah, okay. That's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, that one looks pretty interesting, but um, I haven't seen Slacker yet. I want to. Oh, my date with Drew. Yeah, but I'm more interested in Slacker. <laughs> okay. 
I probably never would have watched my date with Julie otherwise. So that, yeah. It looks, it's a very low budget film. Oh well, that's the theme. Oh, that is. Okay. So. All right. Yep. Next week. Low budget stuff. Low budget is our theme next week. Alrighty. Right. Thanks for listening, guys. Oh, See you next time. Yeah. Bye.